0: Helping you live well, stay well, while keeping pace with today's rapidly changing healthcare environment. That's Summit Medical Group. And now it's time for SMG Radio.
1: Here's Melanie Cole. Generic drugs may save you money. But are they really the same as brand medications? It's a question many people ask, especially when they have to be on long-term medication for chronic conditions. My guest today is Laura Balsamini. She's the Director of Pharmacy Services for Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show, Laura. So tell us a little bit about the kind of the inclination of generic drugs or the, you know, how they came about in the first place.
0: Sure. Well, thanks for having me on today, Melanie. So, generic medications really came into the spotlight back in 1984 via the Hatch Waxman Act, which was signed into law and really created greater access for patients to have uh, generic drugs enter the market and greatly expanded access to important life saving drugs, making it more affordable. It generated more than $1.2 trillion in savings to the healthcare system when we look at just a 10 year period between. 2003, and 12. And it's benefited the health and well-being of innumerable lives since that 1984 law.
1: Wow, that's a lot of money saved. So why are they cheaper?
0: Okay, so that's a great question. They're cheaper because generic drugs, they do not have to undergo the same animal and human clinical studies that brand name drugs have to go through. In addition, Generic medications are not subject to all of the expensive marketing and promotion that we see with brand name drugs. So that saves a lot of money in their in their coming to market and allows them to be uh, priced at eighty to eighty five percent less than brand name medications, making it much more affordable.
1: So. Are they the same quality? And I think this is the question everybody wants to know. (laughs) Is there a difference in the products that are used to make them? Is it the same quality, or are they really different?
0: That's an excellent question, and I know that's the burning question on so many patients' minds. As a pharmacist, I've had so many patients come to me and ask, Laura, it's a copy. Is it really the same? Is it the same quality? And my answer is always to them that, Thankfully, we have our Food and Drug Administration, which requires generic drugs, to have that same quality and performance as a brand-name drug. So when a generic drug product is approved, and it does go through a rigorous process, having to show that it is the same identity, the same strength, quality, purity, and potency as a brand-name drug. However, there might be some variability that occurs during manufacturing, but that also occurs for brand-name manufacturing as well. And when a drug, whether it be generic or brand, is mass-produced, we're going to see some variations in purity and size and strength and other parameters as permitted. But, again, generic drugs are required to have the same active ingredient, the same strength, the same dosage form, the same route of administration as the brand-name product. Uh, The only difference here, though, is they do not need to contain the same inactive ingredients as the brand-name product. But otherwise, they have the same efficacy and safety and quality based on this testing process.
1: Great answer, Laura. Are there (laughs) any situations that would require special consideration? Are there any people who you would just say, you know what, I don't want you on the generic drug because you have a certain condition or disease?
0: Well, there are a few medications that fall into what we call a narrow therapeutic um, index category. And for these medications, we would consider that potentially changing a patient from the brand to the generic may actually impact the therapeutic effect. So, and there really is just maybe five medications that fall into that category. Uh, Other than that, we always recommend to patients, if a generic is available, that we would certainly want them to try it. And the benefit being that, again, it would be 85% less and save the patient a lot of money because there is so many healthcare costs out of pocket for the patient as it is. So this is a great opportunity for them to save money and at the same time have the same effect from a generic medication as they would from a brand name medication.
1: And as you said, the inactive ingredients are what seem to differ, but the active ingredients are pretty much the same. So why do they look so different sometimes? Is it because the fillers, preservatives, things that they do to the medications a little bit differently?
0: So within again yes, so within the manufacturing process, those inactive ingredients uh, again may contribute to the, the dye and the coloring of the tablet. Uh, the the manufacturing plants use different machinery and therefore may create a different ta- a tablet that has a different uh, shape. And that's a question that comes up often from patients. And I always encourage them if you if you, you the medication is looks different, then always ask. Uh, so that we can confirm and verify that you do have the correct medication because they may be round versus oval or tan versus white. And and there will be those variations, but uh, they can be assured that once, you know, especially asking the pharmacist, is this the same medication? They, They can count on getting, you know, an accurate answer to that.
1: What happens when a brand name goes generic? So if something that we've been used to Cipro or something along those lines, you know, you've been hearing it and now all of a sudden your pharmacist gives you the the generic of that. Is there any is there do you feel confident that now it's gone through whatever it had to go through to become generic now?
0: Yes, and again, any generic that is available to us here in the United States is only available to us because it has gone through the FDA approval process. And when a brand name medication comes off a patent, there is generally one generic manufacturer that releases the product first. And for the first six months, uh, that will be the only generic available. So, again, because of market competition, that pricing being that it's just one generic manufacturer will not be that much lower than the brand name drugs so, and it also gives that first six months time to introduce it to patients, so that they become aware that there is a generic available for it. Uh, but then, after that six-month exclusivity of that one generic manufacturer, we'll see increased competition, which further drives the price down. And that's where patients may start to see a different tablet size or shape. But uh, here again, the the market competition is key to driving the prices down to the healthcare system and the patient's pocket.
1: Is that true for over-the-counter drugs as well?
0: Uh, Over-the-counter drugs are also subject to the U.S. FDA um, standards as well. And here, the generics that are available over-the-counter are also under the scrutiny of the FDA, so patients can be assured that they are uh, meeting quality standards through their manufacturing plants by the manufacturers themselves as well. Yeah.
1: So, Laura, why do some people say, I can't take the generic because it doesn't have the same effect on me or it doesn't work as well. And I know that for some medication, seizures or arrhythmias, you know, some of those blood thinners maybe, that there are certain reasons that you stick with the brand unless you talk to your doctor. But why do we hear some people say, oh, I wouldn't take the generic, it doesn't work as well, or I have a bad reaction to it?
0: Yeah, we do. We hear that often. Uh, and, and here again, I have to go back to explaining to patients that, these generics, when they are undergoing testing, uh, they, they do bioequivalency testing. So what is meant by that is they'll um, test in patients, they'll test, they have to show that the, the medication has um, no more than about a variability within a window of, of 10% either way. And that's no different for brand name medications. But these medications, if they could not prove that they were bioequivalent, so again, taking the medication, gets into the bloodstream, is absorbed, and then hits a certain concentration, uh, if if the generic medication is not proving that as being equivalent to the brand name, it would not be available to us. So again, it's just really an education point for patients that once you start explaining to them these details, that they become more comfortable to uh, try the generic medication. And I have to say, in, in this past decade especially, patients have embraced them more and more because of the increased costs out of their pocket for spending on, on health care in general. And uh, they, I also suggest to them uh, not only to speak with their pharmacist with to have these conversations, but to their physician as well. So that also provides them with peace of mind to know that, you know what, I can try this and, and it is safe. And then naturally, if there is some... Instances where the patient does have um, does have a, a different response on a generic, then absolutely we would revert them back over to the brand name product
1: well, I know i've been shocked before when I've gone through the drive through to collect something and the, and it's been so expensive, and they've said well that one's not available in generic. And I go, well, then why did my doctor prescribe that? <laughs> right, you know, right. it's a question yes. we all say to ourselves. So in the last few minutes, Laura, if you would, give <laughs> listeners really what you've been screaming to tell them about generic <laughs> versus brand that you wish you could tell everybody standing in line and and get them to understand about these differences.
0: Yeah, I, I hear, I would say, number one, that, we have to have trust in the fact that these generic medications have undergone rigorous testing uh, and have proven to be uh, equivalent to brand-name products, that there is no need to have this, this fear of trying them. Uh, I myself have my dad taking generic everything, uh, and, and he's super happy because he's saving a, a lot of money out of pocket, and, and there's, there's the benefit of that, to, to be able to have those extra dollars for other expenses, such as co-pays when they, they, they go to the physician or um, their premiums on their, on their health care plan as well. Um, I would also enforce and, and, and suggest to patients that they have the conversations with their pharmacist because the pharmacist is a plethora of information on generic medications. Uh, They know, for example, if something is not available generically, what an alternative might be. And I know patients feel very comfortable speaking with the pharmacist, and then from that point, they can bring that information back to their physician and engage in that conversation to say, you know what, my pharmacist told me I could try this generic instead of this brand-name product. Is that something that we can, you know, explore together? So it's just getting into those conversations and raising awareness and, uh, again, it's it's the savings piece. I mean, the the healthcare industry in this country cannot sustain the the pricing of, of um, brand name medications when there's generics available that are 85 up to 85 percent less. I mean, if there's a medication that's eight dollars a tablet versus 20 cents a tablet, it's pretty and it has the same equivalency and outcome. It, it's a no brainer, really. Uh, so I I just offer to patients those. Those suggestions and examples, and I think that overall, uh, we have a lot of opportunity to continue to educate our patients and engage them to take control of their spending. And this is this is a prime area.
1: Absolutely, great advice. Thank you so much, Laura. You're listening to SMG Radio. For more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com.